Welcome to the House Church Podcast, where we talk about church as family. I'm Daniel Sands. And I'm Christy Sands, and this is the House Church Podcast. Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Um, we are recording a little unique tonight because it is 9.45 or so um, on... This is March 19th, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we are in what is hopefully the middle and not the very beginning of the COVID-19 thing, whatever we're calling this. Zombie apocalypse. Oh, I wish it was the zombie apocalypse. It would be so much better. Um no, so um, we've got some things going on because people in our church, uh, there's still things happening. And so somebody in our church had surgery, and so Christy is baking bread, and we're making a meal to take over. And and why are we doing this at 9.46 p.m.? Uh, well, because the kids are in bed now. and The kids we, who are home all the time. Yes. <laughs> and being homeschooled. Yeah, homeschooled that somehow we're still paying for in taxes and everything else, even though we're doing the work. That's right. I'm okay with that. Um, so, a couple of things we wanted to talk about a little bit, just since we're in this season, um, and this is kind of unprecedented in any recent years, that almost the whole world is inside. Uh, people have been asked not to meet in even medium-sized groups, for crying out loud. Now they're saying no more than 10. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about how house church handles that. So apologies for any background noise you might hear, um, but we wanted to take some time and talk about um, about house church and how it functions in a season like this. Um, so Christy, first of all, what has, how have, how do you feel like our church has uniquely responded or maybe not uniquely responded during the whole thing? Are you going to help me cook? Um, I suppose, but I have to also watch the recording <laughs> device. Um, well, I think I, I'm wondering, um, why we're even talking about why does, how does it affect house church? Because in some ways it doesn't. It almost doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things we noticed when they made the rule about not having large gatherings and everybody was scrambling, uh, churches were trying to figure out how to set up online stuff. Um, they were figuring out one of the big things is they're afraid, like what's going to happen to giving if people don't come to church. And um, we were able to say, yeah, let's just kind of do business as usual. We did encourage people who might be at risk to stay home, to be extra careful. Um, But for the most part, house churches met as they normally would. We obeyed the law. So, yeah, we had virtually no issues uh, week one of the COVID apocalypse. Um, that went really well, no problems, and it kind of felt nice to just be able to continue with what we were already doing. Uh, but this week, I know that the concerns are a little higher. We're in Ohio, where there's a little bit more of an in- infection rate than there was last week, and they're asking that groups of no more than 10 get together. Well, that pretty much rules out all of our house churches. Uh, our house churches fluctuate in size, but I don't think we have any that are smaller than 10. That could rule out some families. Exactly. Like we yeah. had family in. Oh, yeah. We were almost at We were almost at that. Um, I'll just be honest. Like I, 
I don't think that we should stress too much about that rule anyway. Um, we should be cautious, but whatever. So we had a meeting with the elders this week and just said, all right, so what should we do? They're recommending that groups of 10 or more don't meet. And um, I'll try not to put my free American hat on too strongly here, but I do believe that we they have no right to deny us any peaceably assembly. Um, so if we wanted to meet, we'd still meet because God has called us to. But at the same time, we can be prudent, we can be wise. And so we have just encouraged each house church uh, and the elders over that house church to make the call as to whether or not they're going to meet in person. And then at the same time, we've told people, hey, be wise and follow the Lord's direction. If you need to not meet because you're at risk, that's okay. Um, so we've been implementing some tools. We're already starting to have some meetings. Uh, because we are a network of house churches and we have leaders that are international um, and scattered all over, we use Zoom uh, to have meetings. And so we've already got that set up. We use the, the regular Zoom, and so we're doing that again. What are you, are you smiling? Do you think they can hear me? <laughs> they probably can. Christy is... Um, I'm cutting... peeling potatoes like a good wife. <laughs> yeah. Rachel um, Jankovic would be so proud. I'm sure she would. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got that going on. Anything else you can think of, though, that's happening in this time, honey, that we should talk about? Um, well, I think some people are freaking out, and some people are actually feeling good about life. Yeah. Uh, I think the crisis, in some sense, has brought people together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's given an odd sense of energy, like we're like up and get everything you need and like we're on a mission yeah and so clients i'm talking to are like i'm good (laughs) like people who are stressed about work don't have to work as much or they get to work from home and kids who are going to school and stressed and are being bullied are all at home with their parents now yeah (laughs) so there's a lot of this it's very weird kind of good Um, i don't know that that'll last forever though because i think we're all going to be cooped up for so long and it's still cold here and rainy and muddy. And so I'm hoping people don't fall into a pit of depression. Yeah. But Hopefully the it is a very up. weird time. It really is. Um, one of the things we started doing, though, is the elders of the church started calling people in the house churches. And we, we tend to stay in touch throughout the week anyway. A little bit harder with all the like social distancing stuff we're supposed to do. But... The elders and house church leaders have been calling around, checking in. And actually, it was fun. I sent out a text message to the elders and some of the house church leaders and just said, hey, guys, let's make sure we're touching base with everybody. And almost everybody responded like, yep, already doing that. Everybody's in good shape. And um, that's kind of been the interesting thing. Everybody's fine. We have some people in our church that are uh, they're older, they're at risk, and they don't have family nearby. And so we touched base and said, hey, you guys doing okay? And they're like, yeah, we're doing kind of awesome. Like, we're just spending time with the Lord. And so uh, people are doing surprisingly well right now. We've had a couple of people that are experiencing some anxiety, and that's, that's okay, too. We're ministering to that. But it's kind of been an interesting time. In some ways, people are connecting a little more. Um, yeah. I was feeling a little anxiety. You were feeling some anxiety? Yeah. Do we need to talk about why? We probably should. Um, Tell, tell us, tell everybody why you're feeling anxiety. Because Dan was very excited about the fact that we might have an apocalypse, and he likes to freak me out with all his talk of like I don't like to surviving in the woods and eating nuts and dandelions. Yeah. And teaching my children to shoot guns. Yeah. 
Yeah. But like, and he's looking at me like, what is, why is that provoking yeah, all, anxiety for you? All this sounds awesome to me. <laughs> I would watch Walking Dead and be like, man, that would be the best. And so, um, yeah, all this talk of apocalypse, I have seriously... Have you met our children? Yeah. <laughs> They're loving it. Um, all this talk about apocalypse, I have had to, like, hide my excitement because I'm like, this is what I've prepared for. I've got rice and beans ready. We got ammo. We're ready to rock. And finally, all our survival tools might get used. But have you thought about each of our children having to run from a zombie? You realize that they all would be dead, and it would just be you and yeah. me. I'd probably be crying. We don't want an and... actual zombie apocalypse. That so then you're much. not telling the truth. Well, no. I mean, I want a zombie apocalypse, but not like that. See, this is why I have anxiety because yeah. not always clear. Like, what am I supposed to be dying for? Jesus only. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I think I have not been maybe, what's the word? My excitement has maybe caused some anxiety, and so I've had to dial it back. So I finally had the, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. No, actually what I said was, if you give me thoughts like that that are crazy... You have to give me hope messages at the same time. Yes. So then he was like, yeah, none of that's going to happen. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is nice to be ready and we're stocked. And so we're in a position where, like, we could help out people in the church. And, um, yeah. We did go shopping. Of... We did pick up toilet paper, like good citizens. Yeah, but we didn't But we did not out. hoard. Yeah. But we so, do have enough because there are five people in this house and three of them use way too much toilet paper. So we yeah. did have a toilet paper lesson. And we have a lot of pasta, <laughs> which I thought was interesting because how would we eat that in the woods? Well, we're not we're not bugging out. We're bugging in. So mm-hmm. anyway, explain the terms. Yeah, I know. So anyway, one of the things that was on my mind is uh, that we talk about. This is part of house church is that we're staying in touch and touching base with people throughout the week. And so a lot of times in traditional church. Uh, We're used to seeing people maybe uh, a little while on a Sunday morning, although the social interaction is limited. Uh, But in house church, it's not just time we spend together on Sunday. And by the way, that time tends to be more. Um, It's a good three hours we're together. Sometimes Yeah, we couldn't get people to leave on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we after... After house church Sunday, um, two of the guys stayed after, and we were building cigar box guitars in the garage. Like, we had a great time. Um, So sometimes we're actually some hours together. But then throughout the week, uh, we're touching base. Sometimes we use, uh, like, WhatsApp or Voxer to kind of group chat a little bit during the week. Uh, People are texting each other uh, when there's not a social distancing issue. Uh, They're meeting up for discipleship. They're in the Word together. And the idea is that it really is kind of like a family where there's we're staying in contact all week long, um, taking care of each other, watching out for each other, and um, that's been working really well. Uh, so, um, do you have any thoughts related to all this? To church? Yeah. Um, church was good. <laughs> we had breakfast for lunch. That was nice. No, related yeah, to like food. staying in touch all week. Oh. Like, what kind of things do you do as my wife? I text people. I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah. All my uh, girls would, you know, say, woohoo, yay. No, we don't like talking on the phone. But I will um, if somebody really wants that. Um, But, yeah, I text people and pray with them and Mm -hmm. send scripture, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think part of uh, my focus late, the last week or so has been with my kids. I'm sorry. Right. Jesus, of yeah. course, but um, our kids are all being homeschooled, yeah. and that's kind of hard, especially when... Because like, tri- typical homeschooling, you're supposed to be kind of doing it all together, and yes, every kid has their own level, but like you're kind of doing things... You're kind of doing one big lesson at times, and then... You know, making it harder for the big kids and easier for the little kids, but this is like three different lessons, so that's kind of hard. Anyway, um, but it's actually really fun. We're having a good time. Yeah. So. So, one thing I was thinking about in house church in general, but maybe it's particularly important in the season we're in, is in if we're thinking of church as family, which we try to do. Um, Man, family has people of all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different levels of contribution. And in a lot of churches, it's easy to say, well, this person who serves every week in children's ministry is really important and essential. Or this person who serves every week on the worship band, really important, really essential. And what sometimes happens is it's the young, cool people that are known and doing stuff. And it's really easy to forget people that say pray at home or come to the prayer meeting that hardly anybody else goes to or or maybe <laughs> or maybe have gift of discernment or maybe are too ill to come in very often um, the ones that maybe aren't seen as much or maybe the ones that are annoying right and so I tell everybody think about how you know every family has its odd uncle every family has older people that need to be cared for uh, young young people that need to be cared for um, and so when we think of house church, one of the things that's happening is we have we really need to continue to grow in functioning like a family. And so one of the key things that should happen in a time like this is, um, you know, we have, I, th- I think of one couple in our church who they live about 30 minutes away. Um, they're in their late 70s, um, really sweet people. They have no family nearby. Uh, they're retired missionaries. And... Um, Man, if we're not proactive to check in on them um, during a time like this, it would be really easy for them to slip under the radar. Um, so they're getting, they like to communicate via email. So they're getting extra emails, and we're staying in touch via email and a phone call here and there and making sure, hey, do you have food? Do you need anybody to run to the grocery store for you? Those kinds of things, I think, are really important, and it's part of the family networking and ministering together. So how do you remember to do that? For everybody? Um, that's a good question. Um, like, what do you do? I know what I do. So what I do is I have, well, this might sound crazy, I have prayer alarms throughout the day. And so I try, when the prayer alarm is going off, I not only pray, but sometimes I send a text to say, I'm praying for you, thinking about you. And I put the highest focus on those that I am directly responsible for. So that's part of, like, the... The elders in the church are overseeing the house churches. And so if you've got maybe two elders to a house church or an elder and an elder in training, and then maybe there are four or five families in that house church. There might be more than that, right? Maybe say six or seven total. And so that's not many phone calls they need to make. Hopefully their wife is maybe touching base, they're touching base. You know, you're, you're not talking about 50 or 100 people that you're having to take care of. It's a smaller number. And so then I'm in a role where I know people who are newer in the church or kind of on the fringe or new believers that I'm 
kind of naturally just the contact person for. And so the way I remember is, first of all, it's not everybody in the church because we've got elders doing a lot of that work. Um, but then also, like, I've got those prayer alarms, and some of it's just, I, as God brings them to mind, I immediately check in. I don't sit and think, like, oh, yeah, I should say hi to so-and-so sometime soon. If God brings them to mind, I send a text or I shoot an email or I make the call right then. And um, I think that might be, like, the most important thing we're doing yeah. other than, like, prayer and the teaching of the Word right now. And the feedback's kind of good on that. Um, people are like, hey, didn't think I'd hear from my pastor. This is with his new people in the church. They're like, um, we've only been coming for two Sundays. Never thought that a pastor would call us like this. And I'm like, well, you know, when there's only five families in the house church, I can do that. No, but I think it's a big deal. I think you don't want to take credit, but I think it's a big deal. But I think there's, like, the re- I was going to say the only thing that I do is, like, I think God just brings people to mind. Yeah. And I, it's it's really crazy how, like, I'm a pretty detailed person, and I can multitask and think of things, but I do believe God brings yeah. just specific people. Um, it, it tends to be like when I'm reading the Word and praying, like, I'll be sitting there, and then just people are popping in my head, but... Yeah. So maybe that's part of it, is just abiding with Jesus and yeah. being receptive to that, and being willing to just do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That it's not would, hard. I think that's the point. Is like it's not that we don't hard. have some elaborate system of like <laughs> yeah yeah. It's, it's comes as God naturally. brings people to mind, and if we're praying faithfully for people as we should, then that tends to lead to you having them on your mind to check in with them. Um, so all that's coming together in a week like this when we're kind of doing what we normally do, and so that's another benefit of house church is that, man, you could, we can have a global crisis and the church does what it normally does. Things don't have to change up. Christy's making a face right now because she's cracking eggs. And, um, well, they're my chicken's eggs. And Let's talk about your chickens. How are they doing? All 11 of them. Hey, I had nine <laughs> of them. And the raccoons and the chicken hawks have thin the herd. And really so now it is the elect chickens that and now, have endured to the end. Now I'm down an egg. Yeah. and the, the Do we have any more eggs? Um, in the basement, but Darn. They're, they're, I think they've been scared, and so they're not laying as much. Sorry, yes. that's a little chicken sidebar. They have um, PTSD. And for crying out loud, I got the chicken so I would be ready for the apocalypse. The apocalypse has come, and I'm going to have to eat the raccoons that ate my chickens. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not eating that. I'm going to eat the pasta. Nice. That I make in the woods. <laughs> We're not going to live in the woods. We're going to stay in the house. It's a bug in, not bug out. So I'm, I'm learning so many things on this podcast. I'm sure you are. Um, so anything else we want to add about We need that? more learning about things. Yeah. So um, more I'm the, the most fun at night. You are. <laughs> do we want to talk about how Christy always comes up with fun things to do late at night? You know, I think we should keep this podcast. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> That's bad. No, all of my roommates, who are all women, other yes. than you, um, have stories about things yes. that I've come up with at night, including haircuts, Moving rearranging furniture. rooms. Yeah. Yes, that's one that happens often. Yeah. We're getting um, off topic here. I don't think yes. I've painted. You are lots of fun. I'm so and we are currently you. making three meals. Yeah. Well, so that's the other thing anything. is we're we're I'm 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 the tech director right now. This is the tech director of, of House Church Podcast. Um, so I think my 
my role is to distract you on you, this bomb. Yes, okay. you are very good at that. Um, so all that said, pray for your people. That's really important. Be family. Stay in touch. Make them food. Make them food, especially when they're coming out of the hospital. And yeah, it is... can we say? Can we talk about that? We have a guy. One of my best friends' husbands is had this procedure scheduled and. They decided to go ahead with it, even though it's not like a life-threatening thing, but it was important enough that they, because they canceled a lot of elective surgeries. Anyways, so he has the surgery. It's pretty major, and his wife is not allowed at the hospital. Yeah. Like, they, he should have drop him off. Yeah. And has to go pick him up, and that's just heartbreaking. So yeah. I feel sad, but yeah. we're going to give them lots of good food. So, um, not to take too much, because this is, I don't want to stretch this, uh, to get this verse in here, because we're, we're talking about caring for everyone in the church, but I think, I just wanted to draw some attention, especially in a time like this, it is so easy uh, for the older or the sick to be neglected. And so, just a little quote here from James 2, verse 27, it says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Um, so, man, just keeping it on our minds, that caring for the people who need care, uh, this is the time to do it. So, uh, if you don't mind, be in prayer for our church, for the work we're doing, especially for our guys in Central America, where things are a little bit trickier during this season. Uh, but thanks for being a part of the church, House Church Podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Are we done? I think we're done for now. Why? Thank you for joining us for the House Church Podcast. The more positive reviews we get, the more iTunes will recommend us to other people searching for a biblical church family. For more information, visit undergroundseminary.net.